Well, but I wouldn't anyway. be able to hear don't, it if it was me. Don't okay. question the voice. Where are they? Um... <laughs> The Drop Back with Sam Lewis, Matt Burns Peak, and Joe Costanzo. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Drop Back Podcast. I'm your host this week, Batman Joe, and I am joined as ever down the line by Sam Lewis. Hey, Joe, I wasn't sure it was you. Yep, I, I am Batman. Where are the where are they? Etc. Etc. And Matthew Burns Peak. How you doing, Joe? How's witness protection? It's not too bad. It's not too bad. They, they let me outside once a day. Um, you shouldn't disclose that. You'll get. You'll get dumb. I just shot a video with Takeshi Six Nine, so it's, it's pretty lit. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> so you're gonna listen <laughs> back lie. to this when you're editing, and have no idea what's going on with your voice. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm amazed. I. I d- I wonder what's going on, but like I think I'm always speaking normally. Apparently, I'm speaking weird. The furthest <laughs> thing from normal. Honestly, right, well, it's one of those anonymous guys. You're a witness protection fella. Yeah. I am a witch, witness protection man. Okay, you're a witch. Shall we? Shall we, shall we get into the news? <laughs> yes, yeah, whatever you say. <laughs> Do you want to get into the news? Shall we just uh, move on from my fucked up voice for a second? We'll, we'll try. Okay. So, okay, so so one thing that came out this week was the sort of COVID reserved list. A few big names on that that we should probably talk about. Basically, the COVID reserved list is if anyone tests positive for COVID before the joining the NFL facilities, they'll be put on reserve list for up to two weeks. Um, and then they're not allowed off the list until they have two negative tests for COVID-19. So... With that being said, a few big names from that were uh, starting quarterbacks Matt Stafford and Gardner Minshew. The Minshew, not, yeah, the Minshew man that Matt loves. But the issue with this is that they both te- uh, found out to be false positive tests. That's so it. one job of a test determine whether it's true or false. Exactly. Well, to be fair, COVID tests apparently are only about like at their current stage are only about 70% accurate. So we're probably going to get quite a lot of these false positives. Oh, that'd be I good. Imagine. It's not like people's livelihoods and stuff depend on it and it plays a massive part in... I mean, I don't know who you, who you have at your go at, Matt. They've hard, it's not like they've had a long time for people to develop a test. It has just come out of nowhere. It's, it's like people complain that there's no vaccine yet. It usually takes up to two years to develop a vaccine. You can't... Hey. It's not just going to be there for you. I'm not moaning. Like Trump in his interview the other day. Trump in his interview the other day has said how his presidency was great because there wasn't a test before he came in. But obviously right. there wasn't a it's test. There wasn't a, a virus. Yeah, but Trump's Trump's well, a virus. Stupid. Well, they were your in line with him, Matt. So how does that how does that feel for you? Whoa, that's harsh. He's the president of the United States, and I run a medium successful podcast. Oh, we are medium different. successful. Yeah, it's not this one. Moving up in the world. Oh god, <laughs> this was terrible. <laughs> this was, this one sucks. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, like you no. said, uh, Joe, like Stafford's wife especially came out and said that her family have been under a bit of abuse, or at least been called out, go to supermarkets, school stuff like that, since the negative tests have come back. Didn't and like that. School took a chance to. 
took chance to blame the NFL for the way it's handled it. But I don't really understand what the NFL is supposed to do. Were they supposed to just not put people on the list? I mean, it's the reporters that yeah. made it public yeah. who was made positive. If, it's like you can't not put someone on it on the injured reserve if they're injured. You've got to put them on this yeah. list if they do test positive for COVID. Being cautious is the right thing to do with this situation. I think mm. the, the, the issue she had with it a lot was that it was after the false positive came out that basically um, that once they had already found out that it was a, it was a false positive, that was, she was still getting a lot of like abuse from people because they couldn't like fully release it until the second test. But then again, like you said, it's not really the NFL's problem because they, yeah, if, exactly. if you test it false positive, you have to go into it, into the reserve list at the end of the day. But it's got a lot of implications for other players and stuff and like who they've been in contact with. So yeah. yeah, and I mean, it does suck. Yeah, a lot think... of people around her had to get tests, and for instance, like she had to like have her children couldn't go to school. What was it? The school thing? The children couldn't go uh, to like, school. They, they well, were getting avoided in the getting... playground. Yeah, that was that was it. Yeah, so obviously it's sucky it... time, but surely that's the point of having these tests. That then the people that have been in contact with you also have tests. Like yeah. that's how we're gonna beat the virus. You can't just be like. Oh, it was positive. Why was everyone treating me like I had some sort of plague? Maybe because they thought you had some sort of plague. Yeah. Plague. Yeah. Yeah. Well, did you hear um about the sort of the fines? I know last week we kind of mentioned the whole issue with the bubble and everything like that. But there was that the NFLPA had a call with the players, basically saying that like really egregious fines will be given out to anyone who's like deemed to have like reckless behavior during the pandemic that leads to a positive Mm -hmm. test so for instance like what we said with the marlins last week it was um obviously people would like it turns out they'd been going out the night before and things like that and that probably led to the the positive tests and the 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 outbreak there i just thought that was kind of interesting without pp we're not allowed certain places without ppe Clubs, bars, house parties, all that stuff. Um, clubs. Yeah, that makes total <laughs> What do you mean clubs? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know why you're even allowed to go there anyway. I don't know. I'm, well, I'm guessing in America they haven't shut them for them to have to put that on the list. That's if they haven't shut clubs, that's ridiculous. That's the most stupid thing yeah. I've ever heard in my life. Just grinding out on the dance floor and coughing on each other. No. Is that what you do normally? Yeah, they are allowed to go to those places with. That, yeah, that is pretty much what Joe does. Grinding cars. Yeah, pretty much. Move. Yeah. <laughs> I can't say it's very successful, but it's it's a move. Definitely. Yeah. Um, but well, going back to what you say, before we move on from the people that were testing positive with over 80, there were over 80 or something test positive, including coaches, Doug Peterson, having to coach from home. Yeah. But I don't understand what people expected to happen. People are like, oh, this is terrible. There's over 80 people testing positive. But that, it, the same thing happens in every sport when they first went back. Yeah. The idea then is, you know, is to make sure it's safe. There are going to be these high numbers of positive cases at the beginning. Yeah, yeah exactly. Making sure there's in, the stuff in place to make sure that they don't spread it throughout the facility. And this is the best way of going about it. So to say, oh, 80 people have tested positive, the season's over. No, that's not the case. This is why you do these tests, so you can separate them from the people that haven't caught it. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think it's it's easy to kind of compare it to, we we often say like, oh, there wasn't this this many 
issues with the Premier League restarting and everything like that. But the case in America is just it's just different. Like the leading mm. leading yeah. world. If Florida was a country, they'd be fourth in the world, I think. With um, even even with the Premier even with the Premier League, there were quite a few cases when they first went back yeah, after initially. lockdown. Yeah, initially, and then they had these tests. They went home. They isolated, and then people moved on. Yeah, exactly. Mm. But uh, I'd say enough about that uh, sad, sad news. There was one other little um, tidbit I kind of wanted to bring up as well. Is I do, I do love a good titty bitty. But um, (laughs) the (laughs) the Rock uh, has bought the XFL along with some other investors for a cool sum of fifteen million. So weird, weird news. Didn't see that coming. But he said he, he he said he wants to do it because he wants to like help people be able to achieve their dream of playing professional football and stuff. So it seems to be pretty pr- potentially pretty wholesome. I mean, I, yeah. again, I don't know. XFL seems to come and go every now and again, doesn't it? Really. So what kind of makes sense of though, given like the Rock situation? Yeah. He was he was a fullback at Miami and everything like that, and it's not like I'm sure. Like obviously, wrestling's acting's turned out amazing for him, but. Well, you know, he gets a share I'm of it, so he's he's the richest actor alive. I love a bit of the rock. Don't diss my rock, man. Honestly, he's your rock. <laughs> the rock, <laughs> just a picture yeah. of him up next to my bed. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, me and Slew were kind of mentioning this before we started, but I I would like to think that there's a possibility for the XFL to potentially have a bubble system in place. Because mm-hmm. especially because they they're going to end up playing a lot less games than a traditional NFL yeah. season with less teams. I think there was only seven or eight teams last year. So if you have seven a seven game normal season, a break, and then going into the postseason or whatever, you could split that in and have people self isolating in a bubble potentially, which is what we've seen is like the only guaranteed way from the NBA and the NHL restarts to stop you know outbreaks and issues with the season don't know yeah that, that'd be smart i think i think it's one of those things where obviously like i don't think it would work for nfl yeah it can't for the XFL. there's too many games there's it's, it's too long you can't force people to isolate for you know months and months and months and months yeah yeah half half a is, year we've seen I, I know i keep harping back to this but we've seen it in the premier league you don't need a bubble for the sports to work you just need the players to have a bit of discipline when it's going on, mm. if people want to play, they're going to have to play by the rules of isolation. That's as simple as it is. Yet, yeah, sucky way yeah. to live your life, but you, it's a sacrifice you've got to make if you want to play professional sport. I just don't trust people. Is that with the is that, is it with with the with the NBA players sneaking out of the bubble to do something? Can you not just stick by the rules for, for what, five four, minutes, five weeks there and there? Yeah, exactly. Well, like how, what actually happened to NBA players sneaking out of the bubble? Like, well, sneak out to go to a strip club to get chicken wings. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, that's obviously stupid. Wings, but this is this is the reason that, you can't trust I'm, I'm people. Not saying, I'm not the thing is as well. I'm not saying that they have to go to the bubble if they don't want to go to the bowl. That's absolutely fine. They don't play, but they can't say, yeah. "Oh, you're restricting my freedom," or whatever. You know that if you if you want to do something, you've got to follow the rules of the organisation that's leading it. It's as simple as that. Yeah. That's yeah. True. No, I, I'd agree, but I I just people are idiots. And people are, you know, it's it's difficult. We all know it's difficult to properly 
self-isolate and, and not do entertaining things. And especially in America where a lot of things are opening in certain states, in Florida, you can basically live your life normally, which is why they've got so many cases. But it'll be difficult for people to, you know, have the discipline when, I don't know, it's, it's weird. I think it's easy to compare it to the Premier League. But then again, we've, like, as a country, we've handled it a lot differently. So Not great either, though. We're, we're yeah. somewhere fifth, we're fifth or sixth two. or something like that in, we're number... in deaths, and we're such a small country. It's ridiculous how badly we've handled it. But yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. At least the sport seems to have handled it well here. Exactly, and that's all we're qualified to talk about. <laughs> okay, so that. barely qualified to talk about that, to be honest, as well. Yeah, I, I, how do you? You know, I agree, but how <laughs> yeah. do you? Yeah, yeah well, fuck you, but yeah. Right, shall we shall we move on to the main event of the evening? Let's get into the NFC East divisional predictions, shall we? Yes. And I don't want to start it off with the obvious one, with the resident Eagles fan in the room. I want to leave them to the last. Uh, they've been in the news quite a lot recently, but the Washington football team, oh, what we think about go them. Go football team, go. Yay, football team. Score they're football. They're football team, but they've yeah, got they, a really good D-line. I'll give them that. They've yep. got a lot of, I, lot of players on that defensive line. Um, yeah. ah, that's, yeah, they, that's all I've got for them being good. That was my only good point. Well, Alex Smith is apparently right. back to training, and apparently Ron Rivera said he, he doesn't know who's going to be the star. He thinks Alex Smith could potentially... Uh, start next yeah, year that's they've got a three-way quarterback battle that seems they've got Dwayne Haskins who's their first round pick Carl yeah. Allen their, their new OC was his quarterback coach in Carolina and Alex Smith who before he had his leg completely shattered was actually doing pretty well as a starter before yeah. that so yeah. it'd be interesting yeah. to see which direction they deal with it if you're Rivera mm. do you because you've some, got somewhat safety in this year in the organisation, because it's been an absolute shit show anyway. Not well, just the only so good thing the about league, it. But also, is, is, there, is there a chance he could go with Haskins to see what he's got because his job isn't going to be under fire? Or does he want to win now and go with Alex Smith? I, I would advocate for going with Haskins, to be honest. And then, like I said, see what you got. If he flounders, then you're, you're giving Alex Smith even more time to fully recuperate. And if he turns out to be good, then... Good, you've got a potential, you know, franchise quarterback who you can work with. But I, I don't, I don't think there's a major downside to playing Haskins. Like they're not going to fucking compete for the division title or anything, are they? Like being realistic, that's not a yeah. roster that's ready to compete yeah. right now. So I don't think you lose anything by playing Haskins. Yeah, my I'm also kind the of much... receiving core. I feel bad for whoever's in because they've got Terry McLaurin, who had a pretty good year, but the rest of that core is not. Not really great at all. You've not got. Don't even have Jameson Crowder anymore, do they? No, he's he's at the. No, gym. don't have him. Don't have um. Don't have Reed at tight end. They're just a bit. Yeah, yeah. Reed a was wanting. a bit of an injury mess, to be fair. And that plus injury, they've injury lost issues the... on the whole team. Yeah. Plus, they're going to have to start a rookie at left tackle after having to trade Trent Williams. So, I don't envy whoever's fun. going or in there. Mm. Mm. I I I would agree. I think that sort of. The only good thing here is their D-line and every other position group needs serious work done. They've lost, even Josh, Josh Norman's gone, which I only realised that the other day that Josh Norman's on another team now, which is quite bad. Which shows how it's great I am. Bills, isn't he? 
He is indeed. You know, I'm pretty um, sure I mentioned it when we were talking about the AFCs last week. Oh, let's not worry so it's about nice that, that, as well Sue. as not doing research, you don't listen. I don't. I don't never listen to you. Why would I have? Why would I have time to listen to you? Well, you'd learn things if you did. It's true. Arguable. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I think you got you got to start Dwayne Haskins. Really, I think you, there's mm-hmm. no chance they're gonna. I've got their ceiling as four and twelve. Wow, which is maybe a bit extreme. Uh, but I, I, just, I mean, I'd, I'd go maybe like six and ten. Ron Rivera's That's why I got. I got three, three and thirteen to six and ten. Jack oh, Del Rio usually is decent defenses. Yeah, yeah, that was the other thing. I think Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio are good coaching hires. That's another positive, I guess. Chase Young looks like he'll be an instant impact. Yeah, he should if, be. If the hype is real. You know, they've, um, they've got the D-line, like a good stable D-line, but I think, to, you know, what we sort of like San yeah, Francisco Ronald Darby can be a decent player on his day. He, he was good at yeah. the Bills. He just... He didn't really fit our system when we wanted him to go one and one a lot of the time because he's not big enough to do that. So, yeah, maybe they'll I mean, try and get the best out of him. Potentially, I mean, like they're they're not a bad football team. They're just the worst team in this division. Like it's that's not a massive. They are the only. They are a bad. Team. They are they are a bad football team. It's it's hard to get overly excited. I know Stan would if he was here, but the team that's still starting Adrian Peterson at running back. That hey, team has been looking for a starting QB for over 20 years. You know, they've been looking for a franchise quarterback for, for so they long. They had one of them, they broke his knee. Yeah. They did. You know, I, I actually um, saw something that was like eerily similar how Alex Smith broke his, like, fucked up his knee with the Joe Theismann hit as well. Like, it was. Same point. Didn't it happen yeah. on like the same day or something weird? Like, same day, like same, sort of same day, same game. minute, or the same left, the left same, tackle like, down a distance or something like that. Yeah, and Trent Williams was like out injured yeah, earlier in the game, and the same thing happened in the Joe Theismann hit as well, which is a bit spooky. So that's one for you, uh, supernatural fans. Catch that on Buzzfeed Unsolved next week. Ah, you oh, just quoted Buzzfeed Unsolved. <laughs> Um, Matt, what's your floor for the Washington football team? Uh, I don't know, man. Like, I'd say it's a good floor, pretty much. Three and thirteen. I'd say they're not gonna they're not gonna fucking shit the bed and go zero and sixteen or something horrendous like that. I said one and (laughs) fifteen. I really think they will shit the bed. I just think the organization. It's hard to predict a team to go one and fifteen, though. Yeah, because I don't think they're any worse than what they were last year. They weren't. They're no worse than what they were last year. Hmm. They are what we thought they were, and we let them off. The I don't know, boat. but they've lost. Well, well Trent didn't. Williamson replay last year, but they've lost a staple left tackle. They're gonna their QBs are gonna get hit a lot. I don't think, but they're gonna hit other QBs a lot as well. Everyone how the turntables. True. Anyway, let's move on to the New York Football Giants. Last year they came in at four and twelve. Slew, do you they'll want to do, do better this, this year. Oh, Matt, why not? You go. Oh, it seems like Matt wants to do it. Matt, go um, ahead. I mean, I was just gonna pre. I think they'll do a lot better than last season. I think they're a better football team. This How come? Yeah, uh, they'll hopefully have Saquon for if he's hopefully Saquon will be fully healthy. Um, I think I think Danny Dimes is pretty decent. I think if yeah. he progresses as you'd like, then. That offense is going to get even better. I think Nate Solder's a bit of a miss, though. He's 
Has he opted out, Nate Solder? I think he opted out. Yeah, he, he, he has, has opted yeah. out. Yeah. He has opted out. He will be. So that O-line's going to take yeah. a bit of a hit. My issue but... with this team is they've got a few decent bit parts. Like Danny Dandy's is ascending. I don't think he's there yet to carry a team. Yeah. The receiving core, what Slate and Shepard take, they're all sort of upper echelon B-plus players if they play to their best. And also Slate They've on only the got one superstar. Is he? Yeah, for his... Uh... Gareth Slayton. I thought he was. Him and Quinton Barber, isn't it? Uh, could be. No, that's we'll DeAndre be, uh... Baker. That's DeAndre Baker you're thinking about. Oh, wait, quarterback. that's it. Sorry. I'm sorry, Mr. And Slayton. And Dun- Quinton Dunbar. It's all right. And, yeah, but the thing is, Saquon ba- Barkley is basically the only superstar they've got on that entire roster. And it's hard mm-hmm. to get behind a team that doesn't have many game winners. Yeah, yeah. It's it's hard to sort of think like if Saquon goes down or anything, can Danny Dimes? We we like him. We thought he he did better than what everyone thought last season. But mm. I can't imagine him going out and winning games for for the Giants. And like Slew said, not there's not, yet, is he? Yeah, and the receiving talent isn't. It's nothing special. Not that he never do, will be. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I do. Uh, uh, on the Nate Solder thing, they have kind of shored up the O-line a bit because they got Cam Fleming in from the Cowboys and uh, they drafted Andrew Thomas, obviously. Um, I like Xavier McKinney as well, their second-round yeah. pick. His his game against LSU was crazy. He, like, sacked Joe Burrow as a safety, sacked Joe Burrow, like, three times, like, forced him to fumble once, I think. Yeah, and I, I, I quite like the value they got out of the draft in general. I think... Not yeah, overly weak. enamored with the new coaching staff they bring in. Joe Judge, who was was he special teams coach or something like that in New England? Yeah, he was a special and then, teams then and wide receiver it. coach. Yeah, and then then new OC is Jason Garrett, the big old clappy boy. So clappy in the city that's got as much scrutiny as New York, that's going to be tough if they don't get off the ground quickly. Yeah. especially because yeah. it's supposed to be a start of a new era there. I do Ooh. think though that I don't think like I've got their floor being that four and twelve again. Like I, they're not going to do worse last than last season, really. Yeah. And but I don't think they're going to blow anyone away. I think their ceiling's probably eight and eight. You know? Yeah, yeah I've got similar. I've got five and eleven. Good. I got five eleven to eight and eight. So pretty similar. Yeah. What Which about you? Matt? Four twelve, five eleven. It's all the same sort of thing when yeah. it's down there, isn't it? It's all the same. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with you guys. I, I don't see them upset, like being able to go from last season to being like a winning team this season. But I think they'll definitely be better than they were last year. Hmm. Interesting. So let's move on to one of the contenders of the division, the Dallas Cowboys. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. Last year they went 8-8, eight oh. and eight, losing to the Eagles, to clinched the division at the end of the day that was when nobody wanted to win the division yeah it was just, just we didn't want to we didn't want to win it early on and then we decided you know what maybe let's have a go at this and see what happens but it, happened. Won a playoff game. it did happen it happened <laughs> yeah well i think personally i think their, their draft class was really good like you you can't <laughs> deny the cowboys draft they had amazing drafts the last few they years they always draft well they do, they do. And it's annoying because they're so talented, but they just fuck it up every year. And it's what we're going to see, like, is that they're a Jason so talented, Garrett but thing? They never, seem to, they never seem to beat the winning side, do they? They just beat up yeah. on weak teams. Yeah, exactly. They're just bullies. 
I don't think Dak Prescott will, you know, do better than he did last season. But he has got more talent around him. But I think last season was a bit of an outlier in the fact that Zeke. I think if Zeke performs like he should, then we'll we'll see a change in hands there a bit. I think. I you think know, it also depends on who is calling the offensive plays. If it's Mike McCarthy or Kellen Moore, we don't really know whose system is going to be. If it's going to be a melding of the two. Because we saw what happened in Green Bay with McCarthy's offensive system. People, it got a bit stale. So whether he's had a bit of time to spruce it up, think of new little wrinkles to put in it. Or if yeah. Kellen Moore looked like he was doing a good job last year and was getting the best He did at the start. Back, so. And then it kind of dropped off, though, I felt. Like he, he, there was that whole issue when you know Jason Garrett was getting blamed for like he's like oh, I didn't call the plays, just shifting blame onto Kellen Moore and everything like that last season. I thought at the start like they looked on fire, they they looked like they could have a really good record, and then it just kind of dropped off. They lost all momentum, like you said. They, yeah, they beat that's up that thing teams, again, isn't it? Because they had a much harder, they had, yeah, exactly. You're saying they had a much harder second half of the schedule than they did first half. So they were playing four losing teams early doors, came out of the gates four and zero. Oh. So I don't know. I don't know if they put a bit of a target on their back, made everyone think that they were better than they are. But they do look like a good team. Yeah, I'm worried about Trayvon Diggs coming in straight away and being the number one corner there because Byron Jones ask, yeah. basically, yeah. basically Byron Jones basically locked down half the field last year for them. He yeah, he's yeah. quietly one of the better corners in the league. He's yeah, not quietly. Yeah. He's a You've got a fat contract now, mate. <laughs> if I've listened to Matt, who thinks he's at the same level as Xavier Howard, then... yeah, they're both ballers. No, Byron uh, Jones is better. No, Byron Jones is way better than Xavier Howard. Oh, just damn. A fact. We've only... <laughs> Shame we've got both of them. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Either way, they've got Van Der Ash, Jalen Smith, maybe the best linebacking duo in the league as well. And then you bring on Gerald McCoy and Haha Clinton Dix. That safety ah, position yeah. has been an issue for them. Well, Jeff Heath is not a starting safety in the league, so Clinton great Dick kicker. is a huge upgrade there. Yes, but usually I don't put my safety based on their kicking um, ability. I get Jeff a man who can do both. Miss. <laughs> yeah, but I'd rather have a man that can do so. I'd rather have a man that can do safety. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'd agree. Yeah, Ha Ha Clinton Dix is a good one. They also got Mar- uh, Maurice Canada, but I'm pretty sure he's on the COVID list. Well. Sad times. I was a bit excited about him because he used to play for the Ravens back in the day. No, you can't be excited anymore, can you? No. Because that's what happens with the COVID list. All excited. Oh, Joe loves the Cowboys, though. Joe, Joe's a closet Cowboys fan. I have been for years. Me? He is. He's a dirty little the... Dallas fan. <laughs> do, you want to know uh, fun, do you want to know a fun fact? My first ever piece of uh, American football like apparel was a Dallas Cowboys snapback. Oh boy! <laughs> Look, it's either going to be that or a Raiders, t- Raiders hat, turns. wasn't it for you? Yeah, but then I saw. Did the... your father not beat you for that? No, my father beat me for other things. Did you get it because <laughs> it looked cool then? Yeah, it was literally just because it looked it looked cool. So dad got me it, and then the, the Dolphins. Like, by the way, you know everyone in our family support. Yeah, my dad bought me it, and then he was like, "By the way, you do realize that everyone in our family supports the Dolphins?" And I was like. What? Wait, why did he and buy then, uh, it for you uh, before telling you that? Why would he not just I tell know, you that? And then you maybe it was just one of those like life affirming moments where it's like, little, go your own way, son. Well, a little bit of a minute, but then also come move. back. Yeah, Steve got me. Fuck's sake, Steve. Pretty hard. What do you guys think for a floor and ceiling here? 
Um, um, somehow I've written a wrong number. I think their ceiling is 12 and 7, which doesn't make sense. Um, 12 and 4 <laughs> to 7 and 9. <laughs> you including playoffs in that? Yeah. 12, well, that uh, still doesn't make 12 sense. 12 and 4 doesn't make sense. No, 12, they can get like a 9 12 and 7. 12 and 4 is probably about 8 and 8 to probably about 8 and 8. Well, you okay. decide to go ceiling then floor. Intriguing. That's yeah. not how architecture would... works. Oh, fine. <laughs> fine. Eight and eight. Eight Matthew. and eight to 12 and four. Does that change it for you guys? <laughs> Thank you very oh, much, Matthew. <laughs> oh, dear. I'd say nine and seven to 12 and four. I don't think they get, they're going to have... I think they'll have a winning season. You think their worst case scenario is, is a winning season? Yeah, I think they're pretty good. Fair enough. I, I, they're, good, they're a good team. They are good. I think it's seven and nine, worst case scenario, to 13 and three. So we're pretty much Oof. similar, you know. We're so alive. I had seven and nine written down, but then I, but then I backed out of it. You should have scared, like seven and get hate from it. Yeah, well, i yeah. Apparently, the Closet Cowboys fan thinks they'll Ye get seven wins. Fucking hard boy. All right. Um, so, should we go on to the Eagles with our resident Eagles fan? The Oggles. No, I want to hear what Matt wants to say. I want to hear Matt go first. The Oggles are flopping and coming. Ooh. What does yeah. that even mean? I'm not sure. Basically. I'm not entirely sure. It didn't sound good. Yeah. It didn't basically, sound great. Basically. Yeah. Now, I, uh, I don't know what to think about the Eagles. I don't think they did a great job of addressing their needs in free agency and, and the draft. I mean, you know, I can't, who was their first round pick again? What's his name? Jalen Rager. That's it. Yeah. That wasn't even a bit. That was just a genuine question. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, he, he could turn out good, to be fair. I, I know we were all a bit shocked when they chose him, but... He was know. their best draft pick. Yeah. Like, he was, it I, was a good... Actually, looking back on it, like you said last week, how annoyed I was at the time, but... I think that's mainly because we've heard so much about Justin Jefferson throughout the college season. None of us watch yeah. a whole lot of college football. Yeah. So the big yeah. names are the ones you associate with being good. So we hadn't heard a whole lot about Rager at the yeah, time. So true. going back and looking at it, feeling a bit more positive going into the season, especially because we do need that speed this year. Yeah, when you look at like Deshaun Jackson's not getting any quicker um, and also gets injured a lot. So you've kind of lost yeah. that. And obviously well, your, your whole... Yeah, the, your receiving core in general tends to get injured or can't catch, have stone hands. Yeah. That's the thing. That, that, I think that was the thing, a lot of the thinking behind it is that, yes, we, where you look at where we were at at the end of last year with our receivers, we needed to address that position. But with players coming back from injury, you don't want to bring too many people in and then have an overcrowded room. People can be, because that's how you get an upset locker room. So, it's a difficult situation if you let the people come back healthy and play or you try and bring new players in. Because Alshon Jeffrey's basically unmovable at the moment. He's the Eagles version of Meza Ozil. He's on such a big contract that you can't actually do anything about him. <laughs> I, love, I love that analogy. <laughs> so, <laughs> Not that effective when he plays as well. Yeah. Exactly. Well, you see, he comes up in big spots. <laughs> I he? think he's a bit more... Yeah, he's well, better been than off Meza West Ham, but... <laughs> Fair, yeah. accurate. Exactly. I, I, um, and then I he gets the Eagles... to the playoffs. He'll let it go right through his hands. Yeah. Well... Exactly. I love the Eagles D line, and you you boosted it with uh, Javon Hargrave as well. That was a good. Uh, I'm a bit worried about your secondary, mate. Not gonna lie. 
Malcolm Jenkins gone. You're gonna yeah. what the plans are? Jalen Mills. Darius Slay is the best corner we've had in about five to ten years. That is yeah, but isn't true. the plan that for Jalen so... Mills to play safety? It, it's it's a mixture between Jalen Jalen Mills, Will Parks, and others. It's going to be a lot of and nickel McLeod, or big nickel. So it no running McLeod is going to play free. So okay. it'll be interesting to see how they go about it. Because a lot of the time he's close to the line or he's covering tight ends anyway. And I think that's probably something that Jalen Mills can actually do. So you, you sound surprised like you can't be do much else. Well, no, he just gets beat he on double moves it. a lot by speedsters. So he's he's not bad. He he's just mistakes are him but being overly aggressive, which to, to uh, strong safety mate. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. Mm. It's just I know the off season or the lack of it isn't going to help with any position changing. So. It's going to be yeah. interesting to see. Matt, you think your team's going to come second in the division. I want your smug look to go away. I said this last year as well, that if Sidney Jones can reach his potential, he's not going to at this point. It's too late down. But if he can become a competent number two, that would be a big boost for them. But the one with the jelly hamstrings is always injured. Yeah, that's the one. Um, Jason Peters at age 37, coming back to play right guard is a bit of a strange one. Not Especially when you're trying to replace Brandon Book. So That's the same thing, like you said. He's not got an off-season to really adjust to the change. Yeah. yeah. But he's after, a after the last freaking... two... After the last... On paper, we've got a really good roster again. But after the last two years, staying healthy is going to be the most important thing. You can't stay healthy. It doesn't really matter how good the roster looks at this point. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree. What it is with this team, and I think they're a very. I've got the same floor and ceiling as I had with Dallas. Whoever wins this division is going to be the one that wins their matchups because it's been the same case for the last three years, basically. So they're a pretty similar level. Both of them could make a good run. I don't think either of them are really Super Bowl contenders at this point, but yeah. could be there. Could be a good loser on NFC Championship Day. I know. I, mm. again. It's whoever wins out of these two is going to win this division. Yeah, yeah. I'd say that's fair. What, what do you, what do you think for the floor and season ceiling, Matt? I think their floor and season is... Uh, season. I think their, their floor is probably... I'd say probably 8-8. Eight eight. If yeah. Again, if they have another injury mass culling like they did. There's a lot down to that, isn't it? You know, mm-hmm. like if, if, if their injuries are the same as last, last year, then... These... You've steadily become the Chargers. Sleep. Exactly. I know. I was, I was just thinking that it's a pretty depressing thought, but at least we win games in the playoffs. Charge Ooh, pew, pew. pew pew. Yeah, I'd say eight and eight. Yeah, take four. that. You won charge of fad. Yeah. You, you've, you've got the same as the Cowboys record as well. I, I've done the exact same. I've said seven and nine to 13 and three. It really depends on injuries. I'd like to, to rewind to where I said other. the Cowboys would still have a winning season. So, uh, therefore, oh, sorry. slightly higher. Nine and seven. Yeah, but it's your Oopsie. flaw it's on the Eagles based on injuries. Yeah, because you you made a fucking match. Get injured. You're gonna get injured. You get injured all the time. There's something in the water in Philly. It's all that cheese steak makes you all blubbery and Cheese-steak injury prone. In Murky water. cheesy waters. Yeah. Murky cheesy waters. <laughs> Looks like <laughs> Dak's been poured into murky cheesy waters in this game. <laughs> <laughs> I know. If if you beat the Cowboys in one of your matchups, we're using that that line <laughs> okay. okay well if. yeah so Begin. that's it fellas i would say i would say that, that's all that's, folks 
that's all folks that's all for today i think we've we've done a pretty decent job breaking that down there mm-hmm. i've been I your think we've done an excellent job. i think we're, we're just excellent people in general and don't forget to send your ransom demands into joe's email he'll be uh, happy to, yeah. to listen to what Drop you're back media at gmail.com if you have any questions cool. for the podcast you can dm dm us and follow us on at the dropback on instagram at the dropback on twitter the dropback uk on facebook you can follow our website thedropback.com or .co.uk whatever you wish both of them work i've been your host joe i've been matt and i've been sam till next time peace the drop back with sam lewis matt burns peak and joe costanzo Matt, what was taking? Where were you before this? Was that what I was you were at doing? The park, home was that the park slinging oh, some rocks? Park, Thingy Magista. Thingy Magista. Slinging some rocks. Oh, the, the you're, rock. you're selling crack to homeless people. No, I'm. I'm. I'm You've heard it here first, ladies and folks. <laughs>